welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about building management systems and some of the technologies and the trends that we see in the industry which is changing and expanding the scope of these systems. I'm joined today by Dario Incorvaria, which I struggle with, but <laughs> Dario is the head of building management software at Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Dario, thank you for joining us. Hey Jan, thanks for having me here today. Very happy to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. I apologise about my pronunciation uh, of your of your surname, but uh, I'm Australian. I, ha I don't have the skills sometimes. In a couple of episodes, uh, it will be We'll great. be there. I, right. I agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for joining us. In the last conversation, we talked about building management systems. We talked about uh, you know some of the you know the expanding scope, the importance of the building management system within the whole ecosystem. You know the structure of a building. We also talked a little bit about how that one centralized hub of of intelligence is starting as as one of the changes within the industry is starting to distribute a little bit down into some of those limbs. Um, I'd love to continue that conversation and talk about some more of these trends that we see uh, driven by technology or, or driven by requirements within the industry that are kind of impacting what a building management system is and what it does. So I, I pass straight to you to, to give us one of the first examples of, of some of these changes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, let's start from this analogy of, of last time that I really uh, liked a lot and, and I don't know, was looking at some of the books of anatomy just to, to get ready for this conversation today. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of time that uh, is not true anymore or it's not the only assumption we can take that uh, the, they say the brain, the intelligence uh, is, uh, is just in a single place, which is a piece of software running on a PC in the, under the desk of the customer. Mm -hmm. That was uh, uh, somehow true in the last uh, decade. Now this is definitely changing. And of mm -hmm. course, it will take a time before uh, the, the complete shift uh, will happen. But it's really visible today that uh, the role of the BMS, uh, in, in, like we were uh, thinking about that in the past, uh, is, is difficult now to, to, to put it inside a single product in a single place. Because mm -hmm. uh, some of those functionality that we had in single place uh, are now available in different uh, environments. They're available already in the hardware controllers that are becoming smarter or they can be complemented by edge devices that are running on-prem. And then uh, you also have there uh, a nice uh, functionality already available with another piece of software. So that's uh, one element. Mm -hmm. Then you still have uh, the, the full uh, PC-based uh, on-prem solution that those are already moving uh, from uh, a regular uh, fixed permanent installation on a PC and then already moving on a kind of uh, virtual machine in the data center of the customer mm -hmm. or even in a public data center. So even that one is moving. And finally, we have uh, the area of the pure cloud uh, technologies where uh, uh, it's more about sending it, capturing data from the on-prem, moving them on the cloud, and then create additional value uh, on top of that by leverage of big data, artificial intelligence, and of course, building user interface uh, uh, application mm -hmm. available from there. So that's one element of the shift, which is driven by the technology, yep. edge technology and cloud technology is already changing uh, the way we see at, at what we call a BMS uh, um, in the past. So okay. that's one element of the change, but there are uh, much more. And then in this first element, the connectivity is so important because the more you connect, uh, the, the more power and benefit you can release to your customer. And then connectivity, you can also see like you know, a big jungle because there are a lot of protocols, new protocols, uh, um, and new you know, devices from multiple vendors that are in, in, in the game. In, in, in and then you have to connect them all in order to create a unique value for the customer. That that's connectivity is really important and the easiness of making connectivity kind of plug and play is definitely a key um, for the success in this market. Okay. Now, another element is um, 
cybersecurity. Now, mm-hmm. you know, whenever we talk about connectivity and then availability of data, also for uh, in our industry in the building, uh, we cannot uh, anymore uh, take cybersecurity as uh, no, something we do maybe at the end. Uh, we try mm-hmm. to make it secure at the end. So this cybersecurity is now part of the design of our solution. We have to build solution since the very beginning with the cybersecurity in mind. So it's mm-hmm. not an option anymore to do it in a second step. It is really uh, impacting the way we design our solution uh, because we need to offer to our customer that solution that can also evolve over time according to any new devolution of the IT environment that uh, we mm-hmm. cannot forecast now for the next years. No, you, you just know what is available today, but that changes over time. So cybersecurity Definitely. is a floating uh, is a floating target, a moving target, and we mm-hmm. all have to, to move. And the only way to do it is to have a strong organization behind. Mm-hmm. That's also important that we in Siemens, we have a very good structure because we are structuring ourselves, our teams, our R&D, our uh, support uh, to work in that direction. And we're yeah. also changing the way we design our products to take that into account. Mm-hmm. What is interesting, Jan, is that uh, if you look at the price specification today, we find uh, very often have written down uh, um, from a customer or, or consultants from the customer to describe uh, in which way you as a supplier are going to, um, um, what is your cybersecurity strategy? So this is now part of uh, the way you describe your product. It's not mm-hmm. a feature, it's more a strategy yeah. it because customers want to know just in case something happens, just in case there is a new vulnerability. And this happened to any company, it happens to Microsoft, to Google, it can happen to us as well. So what do you do in order to fix it? How yeah. much time you need to fix it? How you're structured internally in order to deal with this? Do we have a dedicated team that can work on that? And how can you update my products on site? Yeah. So all of these uh, is, uh, is, uh, has to be visible and uh, we as a supplier need to work in that direction. So I told you the one element is the connectivity and then you know, the moving of, of yeah, the yeah. spreading of the intelligence on site, on-prem and off-prem in the different uh, shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. Another element is the cybersecurity to be there uh, by design, right? Yep. Not anymore as uh, something you do in, in a second or third step. And also as a strong impact in the organization of the company. It's not just a product feature, it's also an organizational topic. Yeah. And the third element I'd like to share with you is also the role of the user experience, mm-hmm. uh, the way we design our product, um, which is again something which is truly impacting uh, the way we do the product and not again as something we can do at the end. Now, I like to make this, uh, this example. No? Um, in the past, uh, the, the users uh, or the operators of the BMS were, uh, in average, people with not necessarily high skills in terms of computer applications, right? Mm-hmm. So they, maybe uh, you know, they were sitting in front of uh, in the control room in front of our systems. Yeah. And um, they were trying to manage uh, whatever was happening in the building. And then, of course, uh, they act in case there is some, uh, something to do, right? So maybe a set point to change in a, in a, in a given room or um, maybe some maintenance activity to start. And that's mm-hmm. uh, what mainly what they, they were supposed to do. And as I say, that they were not really uh, super familiar with uh, working with the uh, software. Yeah. And, and because that we could uh, um, somehow try to train them, so to explain, you no, know, to work with our software, not so the way it works. Here's what you do every day. Here's how you but, do that thing. Yeah. Now, what is changing is that uh, the same type of person they are using every single day, you no know, smartphone, uh, tablets, uh, uh, for different uh, no, uh, ro- uh, purposes, and of course they already come uh, with expectation. Mm-hmm. 
um, even my mom is able to send WhatsApp messages, of course, and uh, and is able to work a little bit with this type of application. So, and of course, you know, you, you have an, more application that you run on your tablets and smartphones. Now, to this purple that now work with our BMS system, you cannot anymore teach them only how to use our systems, right? Because they come with expectation and they also expect that the other products, they have uh, some concepts they also find in their own daily activities with the smartphone and tablets. Mm -hmm. So expectation and growing, which means that we need to design our uh, application, taking the user experience, what we call UX, as, mm -hmm. as an important pillar to, to really be successful. Um, and that's really uh, very important to mention because it's also changing the way we do our products today. Okay. So I told you that. Right. Yeah. yeah, perfect. So we've got a little bit to unpack there. So about uh, changes within technology, which is driving a shift within the BMS uh, scope and also how it's deployed on site. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, as we drive that connectivity, cybersecurity becoming more and more important uh, because connectivity uh, inherently uh, creates risks that we have to manage and mitigate. And that holistic approach is absolutely what's required, not just to make something secure today or strive to be secure today, but also for tomorrow. Then we talked about uh, you know how we plan this, how we, we not only understand the requirements and the expectations from the system and the functionality, but also things like cybersecurity and how we how we ensure that we build within the design stage to absorb that requirement. Uh, and then the last one, uh, you talked about the, the, the user experience, so how important it can be. Uh, before we move on, there were just two terms that, that I wanted to, to confirm for anyone listening out there. You mentioned a couple of times off-prem and on-prem. So we mean, we mean here off-premise and on-premise. So this is the difference between on-premise being something installed on the site, you know, in the, in the site office, uh, off-premise being something like you described installed or hosted within a server somewhere you know off the physical site uh, and the other thing i wanted to get your quick definition it doesn't have to be perfect but to ensure that those listening have have a bit of understanding you talked about this distributed knowledge uh, or intelligence down into controllers and you mentioned edge devices can you give us a, a, a one or two sentence explanation of what we what we mean when we say edge device yeah well, I think about uh, a, a small uh, gateway um, mm -hmm. component, right? So you have, a, for example, a, you know, a building automation system or a fire detection system, and and then you want to um, it provides the standard functionality of those systems, right? Fire detection for a, for a fire system, and then uh, the HVAC controlling for a building automation system, typically, mm -hmm. right? And I'm, I'm simplifying a lot. Right? These edge devices are are hardware components that. Uh, um, can be outside or more and more also embedded in those, in those systems and are able to mainly do two things. One is they provide an interface to the outside, so that's a way connected to, to the cloud environment, for example. Mm -hmm. But they also have uh, um, a piece of uh, firmware or software running in it that provide some basic functionality to cooperate with these different systems, um, mm -hmm. link it to maybe a single vendor or multiple vendors. So mm -hmm. the edge is, is something that uh, um, is able to provide or extend the built-in functionality with more uh, um, uh, software features mm -hmm. and also able to, to make a bridge uh, connecting to different worlds, for, uh, usually on-premise and off-premise, right? Okay. That's, uh, yeah, of course, that's a, that's a simple definition. And then uh, no, 
you can find yeah. a much more explanation on, on the web, right? Yeah, but but I think that, that that gives us an idea. You know, we're talking about you know maybe in the past where more systems they really had a focus just on on delivering functionality in the place where they were installed. And as we move towards those edge devices, it's not only delivering functionality in in that on-premise space, but also enabling that connection. You're know, sitting on the edge or the connecting space between the on-premise and the cloud off-premise approach. So that that's perfect. I, I look into the future and I see that uh, you know this this conversation is going to be in two parts. So so let's start at at the first one that uh, or the first topic you mentioned, which is changes in approach changes in deployment changes in scope that's driven by technology um, how is this technology change uh, shifting the expectation and the capabilities of building management systems from yesterday to today and tomorrow yeah well from one side i want to start from a lot of opportunities that uh, these uh, technology changes introduce you know you mentioned uh, somehow the the complexity or or of the cybersecurity which is definitely mm -hmm. an important element to master but it is also coming with a lot of opportunity mm -hmm. for example remote connectivity now having also this edge layer you know that is an extension of our system uh, that are on premise is also giving us and to our customer the opportunity to manage their sites remotely mm -hmm. uh either no, from a cybersecurity by installing patches remotely, that, that's one element of code that strengthens the system, but also uh, to connect and monitor the system from 24-7 uh, from any any place, right? Mm -hmm. Not any, only being on-premise, of course also being on-premise, but mm -hmm. being uh, uh, outside the building as well. And then this mm -hmm. can simplify a lot of the uh, activity around the maintenance, right? Because uh, you don't need to wait to go on site to, to check what is happening there. The system can tell you wherever you are, and then you can already start your maintenance or investigation activity from the outside, including mm -hmm. the, the standard operation. So um, this is definitely one of the big opportunity that uh, this technology is bringing to us. And nowadays, with this you know, situation of the pandemic, that's mm -hmm. even so important because you can do much more without traveling, so reducing a lot of cost and also keeping your balance all the times monitored, which is uh, which is so important. Yeah, and and that's something that I'm glad that you mentioned it because as as we see as this pandemic happens and people are trying to reduce the risk that that you know that each individual and and also the teams and and the colleagues that people have they're trying to use this technology which which uh, delivers this this remote capability. It's not something new for us as an industry, but have you seen in in recent times not just driven by the pandemic, but but an increase in capabilities of these kinds of technologies to really make this the time of remote of remote access. You know, th this is the time for it to really shine and show how much it can change our approach as an industry to these things like engineering, commissioning, maintenance. No, absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, now with the pandemic is also clear the benefit. But independently of that, uh, the the ability to monitor the site um, at any time um, uh, remotely uh, it gives uh, to the customer the great benefit of business continuity, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, um, they can be 100% uh, sure that someone is looking at that, and this someone is not only a person that's still in front of the monitor, maybe in another place, but also the the software itself that is already able to perform also with the edge capability a lot of operation automatically, so more mm -hmm. autonomous ending uh, of the building, and then uh, bring uh, to the to the right person 
uh, the information that are more relevant. So this really increased from uh, from one side that the the business continuity, which is what the, the customer is looking for, the building owner looking for, but also simplify a lot uh, the the activity for the the service company to monitor much more buildings in a mm -hmm. much more effective way. Um, and also optimizing the, the resources, the, the people that they work for the, for the company because uh, they can have a better handling of the skills mm -hmm. um, in the different organizations. So reduce, you know, from one side, optimize uh, uh, the, 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 the performances of the building, keeping mm -hmm. the building up and running at the best of its capacity um, more time. And then on the other side, improve a lot the effectiveness of whoever is going to provide the service in those buildings. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a plenty of opportunities. And much more is coming with the, the cloud technology and the, the big data topic uh, because yeah. uh, we are going to build much more functionality than uh, compared to what we could do in the past uh, mm -hmm. with the typical uh, BMS system on-prem. Yeah. And, and this is an opinion uh, or a question about your opinion. You know, we talked in the last episode about when you expand the scope of a building management system into all the different disciplines within the building. You know, we say goodbye to that image that many many of us have of the past, you know, in a facility management room with five screens, with five keyboards and five, um, you know, interface devices. Uh, and we said, you know, when you expand that scope, you have the chance of reducing this down to one. Um, and even just that small, that, that relatively small change or simple change can increase the productivity of someone managing a building. Do you imagine that even that screen, you know, that that computer on premise, that screen within the facility management office uh, in, in the near term or the medium term will disappear as well? And we, we no longer need, or in a certain situation, no longer need that, that on-premise um, management system existing? Uh, well, that's you know, is, is an interesting question, right? And and you know there are um, different uh, opinions around. And you know I just add uh, some some of the thoughts. I mean uh, we are still also learning and looking at the mm -hmm. market and trying to to understand the direction it goes. The first thing I want to tell you is that um, uh, if we say we are going to somehow replace multiple system and have one, mm -hmm. we don't mean or I do not mean at all that uh, we are going to build a single product that no. is able to fit all the needs, right? So these uh, will not work. No. And that would also be in contradiction to what I told you about the user experience. So yeah. the goal of the user experience is to provide the best possible you know, uh, products and functionality mm -hmm. for that type of person who yeah. has to, to make a job uh, during the, the, uh, the day, right? So we still want to have, uh, uh, to bring maybe more information, more uh, connected uh, assets into mm -hmm. a single place that is moving maybe from on-premise perhaps to, to off-premise over time, mm -hmm. making the step with the edge device uh, um, uh, close to the, to the, the, the devices. Yep. Uh, but still, uh, we want to deliver uh, different modules, software module that can do the job exactly for that type of person. Yeah. Now, in addition to that, we can also say some of those modules that uh, today uh, were coming with the user interface and interaction with the with the with the with the persona with the with the user, mm -hmm. some of those uh, might somehow be uh, hidden uh, maybe in in the brain, so they can be autonomously managed without mm -hmm. the user interaction. While uh, some other will also pop up uh, based on the new opportunity we can catch. Mm -hmm. So I do don't see uh, not necessarily say that uh, all of these uh, will disappear in the future. I more believe that some of the features that we're using today in the standard way 
might uh, become somehow automatically managed, even with the help of artificial intelligence and big data, while some other uh, will also pop up um, and also with an optimized user interface uh, for this type of person. But the yeah. power is bringing data, bringing connectivity uh, to a single uh, platform that can also be interfaced with other external system. And there you can build a lot of modules uh, optimized for the different persons. Mm-hmm. No, I, I very much like the answer. So thank you for that. It's in the end, it comes down to requirements of of the the individuals on every site, which is also individual. So having the, it's more about flexibility and and being able to deliver functionality in an effective way uh, in 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 a multiple different um, approaches. Let's call it um, rather than the whole industry goes from one thing to the other thing and it's one size fits all. I think that's a really important point because yeah. every building will have different systems. Uh, every every building will have uh, different ways that they manage those systems, different people that manage those systems and, and unique goals also of what they're trying to achieve. And, and one size can't fit all. Uh, it's more having options to be able to work with the expectations and the requirements of those individual, individual uh, customers or their building themselves to fit and and I think as you say you add on top of that the additional value of that connectivity and then when you start to add artificial intelligence and leveraging big data and creating con- connections across these different disciplines where we start to add uh, not just move move what we have today but add more and more functionality on top yeah uh, I, I think one of the things I'd be to, to look at now is you mentioned before the user experience and you talked about how customers perhaps if we go back 10 or 15 or 20 years uh, you know not every customer or not every user had experience with with the, the technology where these systems were based so it was it was more about training people on how to achieve their daily functions uh, and and giving them a path to to you know a, a guide on how to do that and now as, as, a, as a society, uh, we, we start using technology more and more. You know, we're now close to 20 years of smartphones uh, and, and people are used to interacting, but also used to finding their way through technology uh, without training, that this is also impacting our business. Well, it's great that that's a focus. I think that that's essential. What, what is the power of, you know, if, when we achieve this, when we get to the point where we have technology that has a user experience that enables that discovery, what, what value can that bring to that individual user? Well, I mean, uh, UX is all about removing any tension between uh, uh, the user in front mm-hmm. of, of a product and uh, the access to the functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, so the benefit that we can achieve by a, a, a super good user experience is that we can uh, um, make accessible the feature that we build in our product to, to any users without uh, too many steps in between, without explaining too much, without, without too much documentation. Mm-hmm. So this will be uh, immediately available. And because that uh, the value that we intended to, to generate with that feature also materialize and create mm-hmm. uh, and create effects. So this is where the UX uh, Will will uh, will play a strategic role in our product because it can really amplify the benefit and the values that we're trying to build with our products, yep. and this is exactly why it's so important. And looking at the past, uh, you know, nobody wanted to build uh, intentionally complex products, so that was never ne- never the case. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also with the type of technology that we are using, 
and again the, 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 the skills of the person that were using our product, it was more a challenge in the past, right? Now that we do it since the very beginning, as I said, keeping the UX as part of the, the initial design or even the, the, the thinking, the, the, the way we, we try to design the product functionality. Mm-hmm. By doing that, we want to remove all of this and also build even maybe um, less functionality uh, because the one that we build that can really generate a bigger impact compared to the past. So that can help mm-hmm. us a lot in the way we build the product, in the way we uh, deliver the value of the feature of our product mm-hmm. and if, even more importantly, the way those features can be accessed by the different personas and really uh, benefit from the goal, from the, from the benefits, from the value. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point because in the end, you, no func- any function you create, uh, whether it's one function or a hundred functions, they don't actually mean anything until they're used to, to realize that value. So I like the term that you use there, realizing the value. And if it's not there uh, to be used or it's not actively used, then it doesn't matter how smart it is, it doesn't matter how powerful it is, it, it, it adds no value for that person. So the UX is not just to, to remove the, the stress and remove the friction that you talked about, but also it, creating or, or making that value real so that person can find what they need to find and, and discover what they need to discover and leverage the tools accessible to them to their full potential. I like it. I like it very much. And, and as you mentioned, this is a huge shift for our industry, correct? It is. It is, right? Because... Uh, uh, you might believe it applies only to to products that have you know, visible or the front-end products, but indeed that this really applies to the, all the processes of uh, the building of a product and also the interaction uh, with that product with a different part of the system. So the scope is, is very uh, extended. And finally, you may see the result only in the in the in the product with the user interface, but there is a no, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, understand. Is there, as you say, this is really a cultural change, it's not just you know, a feature that you add uh, on yeah. top of a product. Yeah, and it's, it's stepping outside that engineering-driven approach to, to look from a, a user perspective and understand how can this, this smarts become value for, for everyone. Dario, thank you so much. I look at the time. We certainly have a lot more to discuss when we talk about you know, shifting the way that we plan as, a, as an industry and, and how do we absorb some of these new challenges like cybersecurity, like connectivity, uh, like cross-discipline uh, interaction. So I, I'll right now invite you to come back for another conversation. It's been really, really good fun. So thank you very much. Thank you, John. My pleasure as well. And uh, it's a pleasure for me. So. Uh, so thank you to you, but also thank you to everyone listening. Please remember to like, comment, share on this episode, subscribe on this channel, keep your ears open because this is only number two of what I feel like is several more conversations we'll have with Dario on this topic around building management systems and how much they're starting to to expand and, and add additional value across the 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 all of the different values creators uh, and and personas that work within our industry so thank you dario and thank you everyone keep your eyes open for some new episodes and we'll see you again soon bye bye